0: Are you interested in showcasing your home? If you've gone tiny and would love to show off your van, bus, RV, yurt, boat, dome, or traditional tiny home, click the link below and apply to be featured on the Tiny Home Tours channel. Welcome back to the Tiny Home Tours podcast.
1: The tiny house made me feel in my body this thing that I think I always understood, which is that there are no rules
0: like you're literally living in the moment i know it's a cliche saying but living this lifestyle consistently puts me in that mindset it's about keeping all of the things that matter to you and letting everything else go i've been scared a lot of times but i just i jump anyways i guess you have to jump join us each week as we share stories wisdom and practical tips from those who choose to have less and live more
1: This is Allie with Tiny Home Tours, and I am really happy to be sitting down with Ayana today, who is one of our podcast hosts. She is now running the entire podcast. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I'm really excited to get to know you and let everybody else get to know you as well. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. We are going to start with a fun game today, Two Truths and a Lie. So Ayana, tell us two truths and a lie as it pertains to nomad life. And we are going to guess which one is the lie. Okay,
0: so I did have some time beforehand to prep these. Um, And so here are my my best three. Here's my best shot. Um, Number one, I have always wanted to live in a bus or a van or like some sort of alternative dwelling thing. Number two... I spent two weeks on Etsy agonizing over which drawer poles to include in our build. And number three, the night before Andy and I set out on our nomadic journey, like full-time bus living, I spent the whole night before just crying <laughs> silently in bed <laughs> because I was so nervous about uh, the decision that we were making.
1: So you seem very natural on the road. So I'm going to go with number one is true. You have always wanted to live in some kind of home on wheels. Number two, agonizing over drawer pulls. That seems like a legitimate thing to agonize over, especially. (laughs) I ripped so many shorts on my drawer handles. So it is really actually something you need to really think through when you're in a tiny space. Um, and number three, as all of you either know or will find out very soon when mine is released, I did cry all night on the floor in my tiny home. And I hope that for nobody else. So I'm gonna go with that's the lie. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no, so you're wrong.
0: That is not the lie. The lie is actually number one. So I have I had never really seen myself living any sort of like alternative lifestyle not in a tiny home or um, anything like that and actually the first time I heard about van life uh, the reaction from me on like a somatic and soul level was like hell no <laughs> like, Uh-uh. <laughs> I like showers I like clothes I'm not getting rid of my stuff I'm a little bit of a clutter bug like forget about it I don't know what you guys are on about but that is not for me <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened I yeah really you. good question I think honestly I, I've had a few of these moments in my life where somebody plants a seed and the minute that you hear about it you have kind of this like negative reaction of like oh no not for me like big resistance and a lot of times I don't know it's kind of like just an earworm like then it gets in your brain and before I knew it I was like looking at Pinterest of builds of vans. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I can do this. Like, maybe this is for me. Maybe my resistance to this idea is like actually equal and opposite for my desire to like challenge myself in this way. And I think that's kind of what happened. A lot of the universe kind of came through too. And I met people who had been living on the road. And then I met Andy and he was looking at vans. We were looking at them separately. And so It's kind of just like kept cropping up and um
1: eventually you've got to take the hint you know awesome you really (laughs) do um it sounds like maybe you have a little bit of an impetuous streak as well something gets planted and then you're like doing it doesn't matter what the consequences are (laughs) yeah yeah I definitely do I think
0: um yeah, you can accomplish so much when you just put your mind to something and and make that decision. Like people talk about taking the leap into van life. I feel like the leap happens at so many different points. Like is the leap right before you get on the road for the first time? Is the leap right before you buy your rig? Like what point does that happen? And for me, I think the leap was really mental of just making that decision for myself this is something that I'm doing and I'm pursuing and I don't know how and when it's all going to happen but I am setting myself on that track awesome
1: and there are so many challenges in life whether you're living in a bus or living in the you know quote-unquote real world in a traditional home and a job you know there can be challenges either way so I guess it's just a mindset of i would prefer to choose these challenges and, you know, upsides or these challenges and upsides. And then you just go for it and deal with them as they come, work through them as they come.
0: Totally. I think we all pick, pick our hearts, you know, like what, what about my life? Am I willing to stretch for and grow for and make sacrifices for and um, yeah, deciding to live kind of alternatively and in more alignment was definitely one of the things that felt felt like
1: worth, it was worth it. So do you still get to take as many showers as you'd like and have all of the clothes that you wanted to bring or did that end up having to get sacrificed also?
0: (laughs) Great question. Um, No, I'm down to like one drawer of clothes, which I never thought I would be. And um, in terms of showers, yeah, far fewer showers but honestly, I've kind of grown accustomed to it. After a little while, you kind of just settle into to the rhythm. And um I don't want to get added for this. OK, so I'm a little stinky. Generally, I would say like once every. Five days, once every 10 days, maybe again, the Internet just I know, I know.
1: Okay? I bet your hair is glorious, though. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? It doesn't like yes. being washed every day. No, it doesn't. It's true. And like I said, you get used to it. You do. You really do. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What inspires you? What makes you tick? I don't want to know all of the like, what do you do for a living? I want to know the stuff in your heart. <laughs> share, share all this juicy stuff. All the juicy stuff.
0: Yeah. So I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, which is a wonderful place to be from. Um and a wonderful place to still have family. Um, graduated from high school and took a gap year and traveled internationally. I would say that was the first time that I sort of really shook things up in my life in a way that other people had to react to. They were like, you're doing what? (laughs) Um, but I feel like buying a one-way plane ticket to Vietnam when you're 18 at that point, like nothing else surprises people in your life. So when I told them I was going to live in the bus, they're like, of course you are. It, It tracks. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of I I went back to Colorado after my gap year, studied um, at CU and then decided that the real world wasn't really for me and that I would much rather play with kids full time than get a job, like a nine to five kind of job. And so I started nannying. Um, I love kids. They're the best. They're just so delightful and so wonderful to spend time with. And so that's really then what allowed me to save money and then get on the road and in the bus. Um, As far as what makes me tick, such a tough question. So many things make me tick. Um, I love playing music. I love creating with my hands. I make jewelry. Um, I love people and getting to know them and creating relationships and connections. Um, I love hiking and nature, astrology, lots of lots of other like uh, basic white girl things, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. Like white girl things,
1: I like that. <laughs> this is your first question. What's your sign? What is your sign?
0: <laughs> right, okay, so I'm a Pisces sun. Um, for people who know more about astrology, I'm in Aries rising, Gemini Moon, Pisces Sun. But I've got a lot going in Pisces. So.
1: We have nothing in common astrologically. <laughs> really? Yeah. What are you? Taurus Sun and Libra rising and Sagittarius moon. Oh. That's yep. fun. They're good combos. Are you They're left-handed good or good right-handed? Fun. Right-handed. What about Right-handed you? artist, left-handed. Okay, fun. Um, so you are new to tiny home tours. You've recently started working for us. Let the world know um, what you're what you're doing for the team now.
0: Yeah, I'm so stoked to be on the team. So I will be hosting some episodes of the podcast, uh, having my hands on all of them, editing them, and getting them released to you weekly. I am also writing our weekly newsletter, which I'm sure we'll drop a link uh, in the show notes in case you all want to subscribe. And I'm also in the comments. So YouTube and Facebook, if you have questions about videos and you drop them in the
1: comments, I'll be the one responding to all of you. With them if any trolls are listening do you have anything to say to them right now <laughs> because the, um, the majority of you are wonderful and you leave like very nice comments and ask really good questions and seem really interested and then every once in a while we get these trolls and Ayana has already encountered them a few times I've encountered them so many times and you're just going to bang your head into a wall and then you have to come up with a really nice response I can't remember what I called it maybe you remember Ayana. what we have to be um but but do you have anything to say to the trolls anything to say to the trolls um
0: I love you it's okay we're all gonna be fine I promise you that everyone living on the road is doing their best to create their most like truest and beautiful life uh shout out to Glenn and Doyle um and Yeah. Like, don't worry. We're going to figure out where to poop. Like, you don't have to figure that out for us. It's okay. You know, take that off your plate. You know, don't worry about that.
1: Breathe deep, ask for a hug. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: And if you ever find
0: me on the road, I'm happy to give you a hug. Big hugger. And
1: show you where she poops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also that. (laughs) Um, so tell me about your journey to tiny Living because I was obviously very wrong about that. You did not dream about it forever. So how did you end up in a bus? Yeah. So after
0: that seed had sort of been planted, and I started thinking about it more and more, and then these people sort of started popping up, who lived in dance. I got to see them and and be in them a little bit more. And um, then I met Andy, and that I would say is really kind of the beginning of my true tiny living journey, um, on our first date, which it's in like every tour video we've done and, and everything. So I apologize if you've heard this before, you'll hear it again. Um, I did like a psycho ask him if he wanted to live in a van on our very first date. Um, and much to my chagrin, he did not run away, uh, and was like, yeah, maybe I do. And so three months into our relationship, we bought the bus, and built it out together over the course of 18 months. And we were both working full time, and so it was kind of a slow process of figuring out how to build and having all of those nice arguments about what design we were gonna settle on and uh, really figuring out in the earliest stages of our relationship how to compromise and what was important and how to do really challenging things together. And, We finished the build. So, we hired out some carpentry um, work to get the cabinets done, and they were finished like March 17th of 2020, which is like the day that's seared in all of our minds. Um, And so, lockdown had happened or was happening imminently. And we spent the first six months living in the bus in my dad's driveway because we were not convinced we wanted to learn how to live on the road. Uh, in such a tumultuous and uncertain time. And so after those six months, things had sort of settled down. We kind of had our feet under us and we are like, okay, we're doing this. We're going full-time. And so we left Boulder in October of 2020 and have been living full-time on the road since.
1: Yeah. I am going to say that I'm 100% certain that you guys are going to make it the long haul because you, you made it through an 18-month bus build during the very beginning, like infancy of your relationship. And then COVID, which like long time marriages with strong foundations didn't survive COVID and you survived it in a bus. So I think you guys are going to be old and rocking chairs together. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I feel uh, Andy has always
0: said that he wanted to wait six months of living in the bus before he proposed because he's like, if we can do six months and 90 square feet and make that work, then I think we've, we're have we pretty solid, so
1: You're like, I am a goal setter, check. I'm getting that (laughs) ring in six months. (laughs) Well, he never told me that. Otherwise
0: I probably would have been much more patient. Oh, he didn't tell you. (laughs) No, he didn't. It was all internal. Here
1: I was just living. L A V A N, no idea. <laughs> awesome. Um well here's the question you've been doing this now it sounds like for a little over 3 years and which means that you've made it sustainable and the question that everyone always wants an answer to how are you supporting yourselves on the road how do you make this work?
0: Yeah, so it's it's been a lot of different things. Um and I think that that's always something that I encourage people to uh, kind of take the leap because there are so many different ways you can piece together income to make this lifestyle work. We didn't know a, a lot of what like, we were going to end up doing. It kind of just fell into our laps. And so um, even if you don't have a super solid plan or you have a plan for now, it's okay. Uh, you can do it. When we started on the road, I was working remotely for a life coaching certification company. And so that was kind of the the very beginnings of our time on the road. After that This is always a funny sentence to say, uh, but I got a job nannying for a traveling circus for a year. And so that completely fell into our laps. Um, And so Andy drove the bus around chasing the circus while I was taking care of circus babies. And it was wonderful, but completely unforeseen turn of events. Um, And then for the last, like, essentially year... Uh, Andy published his cookbook. I'm sure we'll drop links to that as well. Um, and so once the cookbook was printed, I and I started making jewelry. Then we really got on the event circuit and went to a lot of bus life meetups and van life meetups and would we'll just put our table out and sling cookbooks and jewelry for everyone. So that's really been the bread and butter for the last year. Um, he has a more consistent gig now doing some recipe development for Food Republic. Which is cool. And about the same time that that showed up, um, the gig with tiny home tours showed up. And so now we're kind of in this, I would call it like a a sweet spot of stability and flexibility where both of us have income coming in every week that we can count on, which is just a huge relief. You know, it takes that, just that edge of anxiety off um, while at the same time being able to continue pursuing what we're passionate and excited about. so yeah, year three, I feel like we're kind of hitting the sweet spot, which is wonderful.
1: That's awesome. I mean, especially that you're able to make it sustainable and long term and be willing to be flexible. I know that people really want, I mean, again, this is not, you know, just for nomad life, but everyday real life, people want to know what's coming next. It makes, you know, you feel this kind of not really real sense of safety and stability because anything can be thrown at you and things can change at any moment so sounds like you guys were really in the flow and accepting what was coming which has made the 3 years easier than you know a lot of people jump off after 6 months cuz it's just so you really have to be in the flow and be flexible and and be okay with not knowing
0: for sure and you know Andy and I did come into it like having spent a lot of time saving up money we gave ourselves a big cushion so that we didn't have to feel that like uh, that anxiety like first thing when we were just trying to get our feet under us on the road and so I know that that's like an extraordinary privilege we're so lucky to have been in a position to do that and just afford ourselves the time to settle in and like you said get in that flow you know I know that that's not that's not possible for everyone um, but if you can give yourself just a little cushion of time
1: Um, where it's not top of mind, it's, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, What have you found to be the biggest rewards? And in contrast, what has been the most challenging part of living in a converted bus on the road?
0: Hmm. There are so many rewards. I think um, the people that you meet on the road are just really special. Uh, There's a lot of just gems of humans doing really cool things on the road. And so, you know, in the way that as an adult, it can be tricky to make friends. And it's very cool when you pull up to campsites or to these meetups, anybody that you run into, you already have so much in common and everyone's story is unique and wild and everyone is helpful and kind and... I would say that the people that I've met and the friendships that I have built has been one of the biggest rewards for sure. Uh, as far as challenges, there are there are many. I would say learning to navigate uh, ninety square feet with two grown humans and a dog and like three businesses uh, has been. Wild. It's definitely a constant space, time, negotiation like who's doing what and for how long. And so that's definitely been a challenge. I would say also trying to figure out this is certainly the most sustainably that I've ever lived. um, But also, you're so much more aware of like the trash that you're creating that I think that that's something that I'm struggling with right now. is like, that oftentimes it's tricky to find places to recycle. And so like throwing away your recycling and creating so much trash and burning diesel fuel, like I would say those are the biggest challenges for me in terms of like, are we creating a truly sustainable lifestyle and how can we move further in that direction? Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome.
1: Thank you for being honest about that. It's good to think about our footprint, even if it hurts our heart a little bit to think about how we could be doing better and not exactly figuring out how it's very vulnerable. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Um, If you had to choose, what are three words that could summarize what life on the road has taught you? Oh, I would say...
0: I mean, this is something that I've known, but I feel like life on the road has really encouraged me to know it like more deeply and more in my body. But I think really life on the road has taught me to trust the path is what's coming up right now. I think that piece of alignment and of like being in the flow and kind of trusting that when you take the step it, it, the it will appear like and it will kind of continue unfolding in front of you I think that's what living on the road has really taught me awesome three words trust the path
1: trust the path love it Well, I really appreciate you sitting down with us today and sharing a little bit more about your life so that we can get to know you and we understand you better when you're asking questions and, and helping us learn things about nomad life and people on the road. So thank you so much for sitting down today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having this conversation
0: with me. I'm so excited to, to have more and more conversations and get the podcast out for
1: everyone and just keep, keep on keeping up. Sounds good. Have a wonderful day, everyone.
0: This is a Tiny Home Tours production. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe for all future episodes. We'll see you next week.